Welcome to Headliners, the podcast. This is the paper review that won't put you to sleep. You can catch us live every night from 11 on GB News with a panel of top-notch comedians going through the biggest stories hitting the next day's papers. But don't worry, if you miss it, you can catch up here after every show. So let's do it. Welcome to Headliners. I'm Mark Dolan. It's time for Headliners, a comical meander through Monday's papers. There will be laughs, yes, and a few tears along the way. Maybe some tears as well if we play our cards right. Joining me this evening, we have the indomitable, the incredible, the illustrious Sajila Kershi and the rambunctious, rowdy and regal Diane Spencer. Can you tell I've just bought a thesaurus? <laughs> this is great to see you. By the way, are you enjoying this spring-like weather? I'd forgotten what sun looked like. I know, it's lovely. All the daffodils everywhere as well, because that's the only place you could see them is on the ground because they were all sold out in the shops for Mother's Day. Yeah, I, 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 do, I do love my daffodils. The bluebells are popping up as well, oh, aren't they? Oh, so pretty. I Focus. do love the weather, but it's, I'm now at that point where I'm just running from tree to tree again. And it, it, it's nice, you know, I, I wear Factor 50 in the winter and oh, yeah, yeah, for solar challenge. You're, you're like, a, like a Victorian widow, aren't you? And you sort of got to go <laughs> around widow. with a, yeah, do you know what I mean? <laughs> so sort of pale, going around dressed in very muted, dark colours. Just sitting a in a windowsill, <laughs> yeah. trying to avoid the light, yeah, just covered in dusty. I'm a bit Miss Havisham at times. I ruffled feathers yesterday by coming into the office in shorts. Oh, I saw them. Is that a yes or a no? I think it's a yes. Really? And I, and I tried to get you to go, do it on headliners, but you said no. Well, I'm a professional, <laughs> occasionally. <laughs> well, how high were the shorts? They were short shorts and long legs. Ooh! <clears throat> yeah. A lot of flesh was on show. <laughs> there are well, certain countries it. where I, I would have been sent away, basically. I think you would have been all right. I've gone for the other way. I've, I've, I've added layers to look more... More Bombayite. Well, it's working for me. <laughs> Let's crack on and have a look at tomorrow's front pages. And we will start with the Daily Mail. William, I'll end royal era of never explain. Revealed after a bruising tour, the Duke's dramatic blueprint for when he's king. Prince William wants to modernise the monarchy by ending its long-standing never complain, never explain policy. He's said to respect the approach favoured by his father and grandmother, but believes the monarchy should be agile to survive and thrive. Interesting stuff. Daily, Mer Tele Daily Telegraph next. A backlash at Biden for Putin must go comment. Macron leads international rebukes, while Blinken denies US wants regime change. How about this? Free power for homes near nuclear plants to ease the path for planning approval. The independent poor pupils left behind by new schools plan. The Guardian, Putin wants to split Ukraine into like Korea, according to the authorities in Kyiv, and plans for big shakeup of English schools revealed. Financial Times, Blinken <coughs> softens Biden remarks by saying US has no aim to oust Putin. The Times, Putin wants to divide Ukraine West warned. AI hospital forecasting will reduce waiting lists. That's all we need, a virtual doctor. Daily Express, new council tax cut on the way for millions. Rishi forced to look at ways of easing the bills crisis after a mini budget backlash. And last but not least, the Daily Star. Complete idiot, ahoy, all at sea. 
Captain Hogwash, P&O boss, Peter Hebblethwaite, faces <coughs> fresh calls to walk the plank for hiring cheap labour with no sea experience to replace 800 sacked Brits staff. Five stars to Daily Star and their art department for that front page. And those are your front page headlines. Diane, according to the Times, <clears throat> Vladimir Putin wants to split Ukraine into north and south, just like Korea. Well, I actually made this uh, prediction on this program about a month ago, where I said that I felt that because there's a river that runs down the middle of Ukraine, mm. that uh, Putin was going to try and capture the eastern side of the country. And I think this is fully the plan that he intends to do. So um, he's going to, he's pulling back all of uh, the troops. And he's going to focus all his efforts on the Donbass region, mm. uh, which is where we've already had phony elections. We've already got phony. Um, and I, I mean that they are phony. They, they are separatists. And uh, they've uh, he's been putting a lot of guerrilla fighters into that area for a long time. They'll hold these fake elections because we already know they've been moving their residents out and then they'll try to claim it as a separate region and try to claim I think that the Donbass region is part of Russia and then you will have this split like the north and the south of Korea so you know sort of the western part of Ukraine will flourish they'll be part of democracy they will maybe come up with Ukraine pop uh, maybe we'll have something like an uh, incredible <clears throat> sci-fi Netflix series from the people of That's Ukraine. That's right. They'll, they'll win Eurovision. Yeah, they'll <laughs> have like they gr grain game. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if they have squid. Um, uh, and then on the other side, on the east, well, they will be known for their missile tests and uh, maybe not such great food and they'll only be allowed 11 haircuts. So I think that's Putin's plan. But do you want to set the precedent of rewarding Vladimir Putin with land in exchange for peace? Oh, my word, no. I think this is the time where if they can, mm. they push, push, push and get back Crimea even. Mm. Like, because uh, what, what has happened is that uh, the Russian forces have seemingly scattered uh, equipment throughout Ukraine as their soldiers have died or quit or surrendered or just fled. Um, and they seem to have left a lot of equipment. Um, it's kind of ironic that the Kremlin is saying we've demilitarized Ukraine, really? Because you've given them a lot of kit. Um, and my hope is that this is where somehow Ukraine pushes forward and not only pushes them back and out of the Donbass region, ending this once and for all, but actually gets back that annexed Crimea, which they lost in 2014. That's my hope. Yeah, I mean, at least we're talking about peace deals and mm. about solutions to make this end. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's I suppose, the only positive you can get from this. But in terms of, uh, you know, it's, it's like anything. If you give a little bit, they'll, they'll ask for more. You know, so it's really, I think it's a very bad route to go down just to give a little bit because they will, it, it won't stop there. And how, how, how uncomfortable would you be living in the democratic side of Ukraine? Well, fearing, fearing a future attack. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be safe. So I think you've got to resolve this once and for all, really. Yeah, and also yeah. You, you, throughout sort of history, we've seen when you split a country in half, these are relatives. Yeah. You know, they're relatives, they're friends. They have people who you have um, daughters and mothers talking to each other over the border of Russia and Ukraine already. Mm. 
and now you have all these people displaced and yes peace is so important and all these people they just want to return home and rebuild their lives and russia should pay for all the damage that they've done um but yeah i agree i like to, to nobody wants a border in their country well, I come from pre-partition, my family do, from pre-partition uh, India and Pakistan. And obviously, you know, as you say, friends, families, like neighbours. And then when when you do divide something up like that, it becomes really horrific. And that was the biggest kind of refugee crisis of its time. Uh, people die, people weaponize by using women. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's not going to be simple like, look, we're going to have peace, but we're going to just give it, it, it. There's going to be a price to pay no matter what. That's yeah. my feeling. A deeply troubling story indeed. Uh, Monday's Express has the story that perhaps China doesn't want to be best buddies with Russia after all, Diane. No. Well, uh, this is quite interesting. So um, uh, <laughs> Xi has lost patience with Putin. China has pulled the plug on a £380 million deal. Uh, which is obviously a massive uh, blow to the Russian economy. So China's state-run Sinopec Group mm. has pulled out of this deal um, because it's fearful of being targeted with uh, sanctions. Now, this happened after it attended a meeting at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. And I can't help feeling like... I like to imagine that Xi Jinping was there and he was like stroking a white cat. <laughs> and he sort of, because apparently they were, they said, oh, just evaluate your relationship with companies in Russia. And, and <laughs> sort of everybody in that meeting went, okay, yeah, I, okay, we now know what uh, the president wants to do. And they all went away because uh, even the China National Petroleum Corp was in there. Mm and the China National Offshore Oil Corp. So, so it's all to do with fossil fuels. Um, uh, and, and they're sort of now re-evaluating their relationship with Russia, which is great because everybody's sort of been looking at China, yeah. thinking, well, which, what are you going to do? Because China wasn't necessarily backing Russia, but they were, but they were never condemning it. They've been on the fence, haven't they? In a yeah. vote in the UN, yeah. they abstained. Yeah. Uh, but does this strike you as the moment at which they're calling time on this conflict? They are picking a side and they're throwing Russia under the bus. I think they may be. I think there's definitely a bus looming on the horizon and she's driving it. Um, and Putin is unaware that he's being edged into the road. Um, yeah, I mean, the... It's all about the fossil fuels that actually fund the Russian war machine. Yeah. Um, which could explain why, maybe, why they break down so much. Um, but <laughs> um, it, it, some people are saying this is down to Joe Biden, because uh, apparently Joe Biden did call Beijing. Uh, so he had an actual phone call with President Xi Jinping, and obviously it's Joe Biden. So the first 10 minutes was like, asking him how he can get Netflix on his telly. <laughs> yeah. And then he sort of said, I need to find my slippers. And then once he got his slippers and they actually had a chat, Joe was like, oh, yeah, by the way, Xi, there's this thing happening in Russia. So um, I hope he made a difference. I'm not sure if he did. Yeah. Do you think I, he I, did? Yeah, I, I, I think he probably did. But I, I was interested to read and hear that um, the two leaders met in the Beijing ahead of the Winter Olympics and they reaffirmed their commitment to one another. So they had a bromance going on mm -hmm. and then something happened. I don't know if it was Biden, maybe it was Biden and the bromance kind of split. Maybe it's now Biden and, 
and China. And, and uh, I love the way you say Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping. Practicing it all afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, Biden did say, I made no threats, but I made it clear to him. I said, you don't, you help Russia. I'm taking off my belt. What? No, yeah, no, he didn't. By the way, you sound exactly like Joe Biden, but 10 years ago when he... When he, <laughs> when he when had he, some speed. Yeah, when he did sentences. <laughs> How about this story now? It's a, a pretty interesting one. The Metro has a report from Ukraine that Russia may be suffering higher casualties than thought, Sajila. OK, so Zelensky claims more than 16,000 Russian troops are now dead. Um, and uh, including some of Kremlin's big top commanders. Yeah. Uh, and, and I read in another publication that 15, 15%, 15th of them, 15th of Russian higher uh, uh, ranking generals were killed. Um, and I don't know if you've ever heard of the phrase king's ransom. And like, so basically, if you captured in war the king, and, and, and then you'd get a ransom and you'd get like loads of money and stuff. So where I think it's really dodgy is like, why are these high ranking generals firstly so close to um, where the action is? Like, you know, what's happening there? Yeah. Is it because they haven't got enough soldiers and they're, they're, they're leading from the front? But you know, do you know what I mean? It's like, but if you, if you capture the high ranking uh, commanders, then you kind of, it's like, it's the equivalent of the king, basically. Well, it's like yeah. you don't you're, want the boss on the factory floor. Yeah, yeah, he or she want, gets in the way, yeah, don't they? Yeah, and yeah. so you're, you're trying to get them off the factory floor and then take over the factory. That's kind of what's happening. But he, it, the thing is, he's disputing it. They're saying 16,000, uh, Zelensky's saying 16,000, and he's saying it's only, I think, uh, 1,600. <laughs> And, yeah. Just three, nobody's yeah. there. They just it. had little bumps on their knee. Nobody's there. No, they, they, they were in their 80s. They'd had a good innings. <laughs> natural causes. They died of natural causes on, on, on the on the. They thing. may have been COVID-related deaths because they didn't take the, what's it called? The, the, um, the, the Sputnik. 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 Yeah. I was pointing at the satellite. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's obviously people are going to lie during wartime. Like, both sides, it's in their interest. Of course. It's in their interest to kind of like, you know, either hype up or, or bring down the figures. But I don't know about you, I, I just think um, maybe both sides are kind of exaggerating and, and there's some truth in the middle somewhere. Yeah, but it's deeply embarrassing for the Russians because uh, the Russians have gone in, they have lost, uh, according to the Ukraine Ministry of Defence, they've lost 121 planes, 127 helicopters, 582 tanks, 1,664 armoured personnel car carriers, and this is to people with homemade Molotov cocktails. Yeah. This is to people who are throwing jars of cucumbers at them, and they've lost all of this kit. So I really hope it's true, and it's deeply embarrassing. Well, what's happening Russia. with the cucumbers? Is it giving them acid reflux or something? Is that, <laughs> is that how, we're, how we're taking down the Russians now? That would put me off rich, the battlefield. Rich, acidic food. That's how you beat the enemy. <laughs> well, I've heard that um, in some prisons, when the inmates are very... Um, rumbunctious, like my dear self, uh, that they get given servings of lumpy meatloaf until they behave. And apparently no prison has ever lasted more than like two weeks on lumpy meatloaf. Let's hope lumpy meatloaf is not a euphemism. <laughs> now, Monday's Sun newspaper with the news that it's spring, the flowers are blooming, which means it's time to get jabbed, isn't it, Diane? Yes, so that's exciting. Get your arm so, out, do um, it for Britain. Oh, let's do it now, I'll just roll it up. So um, more than 600,000 Britons will be invited to get their spring COVID booster jab. It will be delivered by the NHS Booster Bunny. 
that's not a thing. <laughs> I just made that up. Uh, but I thought it'd be quite fun if they combined it sort of with maybe some sort of vaccine Easter egg hunt. Um, it's quite nice. Well, find the egg, get the jab, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, if we're going to have it every sort of couple of months, let's make it a bit festive. Let's add a little bit of fun <laughs> to it. We could have jab barbecues and things like that. And, you know, jabby Halloween. Oh, maybe not. No, you don't really you want that. You just did jab hands. Jab hands. Jab hands. <laughs> it will. I mean, it, it, there's no question that, that those invulnerable groups should welcome this. And, and mm. you know, I mean, I've got family members that are, are itching no pun intended, to get to get the jab, you know. But it does raise the question whether the whole population has got to have these boosters every 10 minutes. What do we think? Um, so I'm one of those. So I'll Looking probably forward. be offered this. Yeah, I'll probably be offered like, this. But you like, I mean, you'll, you'll take I, I, any I'll, narcotic, I'll take, I'll take any you? drugs. I'll take any drugs, anything. It's like, oh, so what kind of hit does it give me? I'll be, I'll be fine. Um, I, and I think it's great. I mean, it, for me, it'll be just like the flu jab because I'm already entitled to get the flu jab every year. So for me, it's just like the flu jab. But at, this, at the same hand, no one's being forced to take this, I'm understanding. Mm. Um, so it, it, it's great. It's out there for for all those who want it, um, but although yeah. is it time to start saying to certain groups, no, no, you don't need it. But I, I think people themselves, like you know, will think I don't need it, and they won't mm. get it. I don't think anyone's just going. And you go don't and think it. this time round there will be repercussions if they don't? No, I, I mean, do you see that. a return to vaccine passports or anything like that? Not unless it gets bad again. But I mean, mm. you know, we I'm, are living with it at the moment. But it's 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 something. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm going to be because obviously you don't feel like you need it, both of you, and that's great. But for me, who probably would feel safer with it, mm. you know, if it's going to protect me to live a little bit longer, be around for my family a bit longer, then that, that's exactly what I think. It's, it is for those people. It yeah. is for those people who. I'd like. I'd like you to have it because you haven't cooked for me yet. No. Like oh yes, so I was supposed that. to have you over for dinner, wasn't I? Yes. 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 Um, I think it is good. I, I've got good news. The Kremlin have just sent a couple of consignments of the Sputnik jab. <laughs> It's just out in reception, so we'll uh, we'll get you sorted over the ad break, and I'll make some dinner over the yeah. ad break, and we can we can enjoy any side effects for the rest of the show, or just speak with a Russian accent, I know, I get love, a bit more belligerent. I love to speak with a Russian accent. Oh, I love it. I love I, it. I think probably, it's so probably sexy. announce announce you want to invade France or something. Uh, because you know when the bad boy accent, the Russian, and I, I like to like think for Zelensky, 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 Zelensky. Oh, Zelensky, Zelensky, Volodymyr Zelensky. Yes, we got there in the end. Yes, we got there. This. Um, um, uh, this, but go on. Well, it's coming at a time. I mean, it is only going to be offered to about 5.5 million people who are the people who are going to uh, who are qualified for the extra shot. Mm. So, yeah, so probably mm. I'm not qualified for it anyway. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say no. But it's um, the jump is being driven by, um, you see, it's because we've had a big jump in infections. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's been quite massive, actually. Um, it's gone up in a week by 2.7 million people. And uh, I think it's because COVID is becoming a little bit sort of every three months because you get antibodies for about mm. 90 days. So I reckon sort of every three months you could have a bump of people sort of going up and then coming back down again. Yeah, I mean, can, can I level with both of you? I'm over this. I'm done with over it. it. I'm, yeah. I'm done with counting, actually. I'm done with counting the number of people with COVID. And I say that because the country is now so broke, right? We're making Katie Price look financially solvent by comparison. <laughs> She certainly uh, we, are, we are we are probably two or three lockdowns away from having to decide which of our children to eat first. I just like uh, at what oh, point? Well, oh, I'm stuck. I've only got one. Uh, well, but, 
no doubt delicious. No, but obviously I'm, you know, I'm super, super keen um, that, that people who risk hospitalization and death get this vaccine or whatever. But I, I don't know. I mean, we've got the, the chief medical advisor uh, to the NHS today saying that we should bring back masks and other COVID measures because cases are back up. Um, at what point do we just move on from COVID? Because I don't think there's any evidence that we are going to. Well, I think you're also a great fan of like free speech and free expression and free kind of choice. So I guess really we're leaving it to the public to, to choose what. Yeah, they but think then is best the, for them. that business about guidance comes back in. It's a responsible yeah, but thing it depends. to do. You can't. You can't. It's like you can, you can only make judgments, or the government can only make judgments based on. I'm sick what of that. No, happening. I don't want them to make judgments anymore. I don't want the government to deal with this anymore. I think to offer you a bit of light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> Um, I think it's going to come down to the variants because obviously as the variants develop, they'll sort of um, get their own little... I don't care. They'll dilute down. I'm yeah, done. Do you, you don't want to hear because the, the country's end of the story. Go on then, go on then. You've got good I'm news for me. Well, I'm just saying like the, the only reason why we get these numbers is to hear how the story is ending, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And like right now, we've got Omicron BA2, which I think must be named after the flight you can't take. <laughs> it's very true, by the way, because BA Baracus hated to fly, of course. Of course. I get in an old plane. <laughs> I love so, so you think, look, in the, look, I know, you know, I mean, I, you know, I've, I've sort of, you know, had strong views about, about COVID measures and stuff like that. We are where we are, but I, I just feel at some point there has to be a full stop. You want to let it I don't, for me, there's no evidence that we are living with this virus based upon the mood music of government scientists. But perhaps that's a good thing. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm confused now, Mark. I'll be honest. I, 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 so we're saying the people that you should have it, have it, but you're saying let's not have it at all. Well, no, I'm saying I'm very pro people having yeah. the vaccine, but I just think with these announcements about the vaccine, you just know that next is right. All these people have the vaccine. Then everyone else has got to have it. And then you've got to wear a mask and then you've got to have social distancing and you've got to stay at home. And then we've got another lockdown. And I just feel that it feels to me like part of this inevitable arc in which mm. we'll be, you know, we'll be back to square one before too long. But what's interesting is this, this article's not like before. We've had massive big publicity around it. And I yeah. don't think this is such a... So actually you go the other way. You'd say the, the way this has been announced yeah, shows that not, we are yeah, living that with it. That it is going, yeah, it's and it is measured. Yeah. Point taken. Yeah. There you go. You see, look, I'm like Meghan Markle. I'm on a journey with this. <laughs> It's time for more of Sajila and Diane's truth and less of mine. Um, that is the end of part one. Look, we've got lots more to get through. Don't go away because we'll be chatting about Elon Musk wanting us to die, the Queen's new wheels and Oscar madness, literally. See you in two. It is Headliners, I'm Mark Dolan. Still with me, the brilliant Sajila Kershey and Diane Spencer. Now, kicking us off at Sajila with The Guardian, reporting on the bravery of kids who actually do want to go to school. I know. Um, so this is um, women and girls stage a protest near the Taliban's Ministry of Education in Kabul on Saturday, calling on a group to reopen girls' secondary schools in Afghanistan. They were chanting, education is our right, open the doors of girls' schools. I'll be honest, girls, you need a more sort of catchy catchy yes, like kind of definitely needs a better brand <laughs> yeah it should be it should be like more i mean i'm not a rhymey person i think the best i came up with was education is that right taliban we will fight so you did rhyme it yeah i did rhyme it like a child <laughs> but yeah my son who can write rap would be probably better than that um yeah no it's great so these girls are demanding that they get an education now the taliban 
as we know, um, you know, um, uh, Malala Yousafzai, she became very famous because uh, of the fact that she defied the Taliban and went to have an education. These girls are no different because let's face it, women are great kick-ass uh, uh, people out there. And yes. when the Taliban came back into power, there was that fear that they were, and of course they did, but actually they didn't because secondary schools did restart. They did have the um, uh, girls and boys being educated, but then they they were meant to, um, hang on, the Taliban was meant to, the secondary school, sorry, I correct myself, secondary schools would start on Wednesday last week, but then they went back on themselves and their decision was overruled by the group's central leadership. Um, and now they're going to remain closed until a comprehensive Islamic plan to be drawn up. What a load of codswallop, because it is definitely, definitely not Islamic to stop education. Now, the Quran, and I quote, commands all Muslims to, regardless of gender, to read, think, contemplate, and pursue knowledge. Mm -hmm. So this is totally misogynistic. It's totally, you know, uh, patriarchal. And just stopping women from having an education, working, it's going to backfire in a big way. And actually, yesterday, I was meant to be in Afghanistan. I was supposed to be flying out with a women's charity to deliver safe aid. But because it was a group of women going, I got a bit scaredy cat and decided that I would just send money over there, which we club collected at my club. But this is really, really important that women are not stopped from having all the rights that they had within the last 21 odd years. And the, uh, the Taliban rowing back on yeah. all their promises when they, uh, when they uh, once again regained control of Afghanistan. So much for woke Taliban 2.0, plant-based <laughs> Taliban. How's that working out for you? <laughs> A story about headliner's favorite Elon Musk in The Independent. Who doesn't seem to want us to direct his genius to helping us live longer, Sajila? So Elon Musk says humans must, uh, so humans who are trying to uh, live longer would stop our society from advancing. Um, and humans shouldn't seek to live longer because it will halt the progress of society. Uh, now, I first of all, I thought, oh, I don't know what he's talking about. But actually, he makes some sense. He said, um, he's argued that basically, if we were to postpone your death, so you're living longer, you're living older, yeah. um, it would also postpone the advancement, uh, as well, advancement of humankind. So he said, I don't think we should try to have people live for a really long time. That would cause asphyxiation of society because the truth is most people don't change their minds, if they don't die, we'll be stuck with really old ideas and society wouldn't advance. And that absolutely makes sense. Yeah. Because as we get older, the world seems a lot more confusing to us. And so if, we, if, we, <laughs> if, we're, if we're to move, like, you know, there's no point in living if you can't understand the world anymore, because I'm already getting to that point where I'm just thinking, everything just sounds so crazy. And when you, when you listen to music, it's like, why can't they say I the know. lyrics properly? I know. <laughs> and it's, it's, yeah, it's just everything's changed. What I find interesting about this is Elon Musk, who is the guy who is trying to help us colonize Mars. He is uh, solving all these like space age problems, like he's putting computer chips into pigs. And he's the one who's saying, oh yeah, guys, <laughs> we're not gonna live forever. <laughs> I feel like he's already secretly working on it. Do you know what I mean? I feel of like he is. he's just trying to throw his competitors off the things. <laughs> Nobody's working on a forever life pod. <laughs> It's not yeah. like I'm trying to look. You're right. It's a clever double bluff, isn't it? But it does say that I, and, and this is true, I want to maintain health for a long period of time, but I'm not afraid of dying if it came as a result. So that's true, because if you've got a good health, 
there's only point staying alive if you've got good health. If you haven't got good health, then yeah. what's the point? And don't, you don't, don't understand you feel the world. a bit patronised by him, though? Because this Oh, yeah, guy, yeah. I like, mean, let's face it, he is a... He's a Kenobe. <laughs> he like, is a Kenobe, so we, we, you know, it's it's absolutely... I agree with you. He shot a car into space for fun. Like, he's kind of ticked a load of stuff off his bucket list that the rest of us could only dream of. So he's like, ugh, I'm not afraid of dying. It's like, yeah, you might not be. I still haven't finished, like, most of the books on my bookshelf. Yeah. That is, that is a very big concern. I mean, I've not yet seen The Sopranos, The West Wing. No. I've got to, I've got to stick around for, for stick that. stick around one. for that. But can I just, as an aside, ask you if you know who the oldest... Because he was talking about the, that we haven't got really old, like, leaders. The oldest leader ever? In Peru, Francisco Macrates Bermudez, 100 years and 174 days old. 100, 100 years old and plus 174 days to, to date. <laughs> That's, that's the oldest. My bloody hell, I tell you. Age before wisdom, isn't it? Problem with uh, living to 150, those dry cleaning bills, just imagine. <laughs> now, Diane, uh, let's have a look at the Queen, who appears to be bouncing back. Yes, well, um, as we were talking about old age, obviously, and health and mobility, the Queen has taken delivery of a £62,000 golf buggy packed with gizmos to help her navigate uh, palaces and functions. Um, and this is ever so exciting. I mean, I'm not sure what to call it. Some people are calling it the Queen Mobile. I like Corgi Cart. Oh, that's, oh that's nice. That's we do like that. That's nice. Maybe. Um, I mean, you're going to assume this is going to be bomb-proof. It's going to be bulletproof. She's got a little screen so she can wa watch her goggle box and her stories. She's got a little fridge. Has Elon she... Musk made this vehicle? No. <laughs> this. Vi I mean, it does sound like it could have been an Elon Musk thing, though, doesn't it? I mean, really, if it was Elon Musk, he'd have put it in a vacuum tube as well. So he'd have super fast vacuum queen just... <laughs> Hello! <laughs> 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 um, but it's been made by the people, um, apparently it's the Rolls-Royce of golf carts, yes. Mm, it comes with it four leather seats, perfect for your Ooh. dogs. And uh, the staff have been driving it around. Of course they have. Wouldn't you yeah. love to have the chance of fill, driving... Fill your boots. Right? <laughs> doing donuts in the Queen's bulletproof golf cart. Um, and it's been made by uh, a Danish company called Garia, Garia? Uh, but they're linked to Mercedes-Benz. Now, I'm all for it, but you've got to admit, royals have got to be careful when they're driving Mercedes-Benz, but hopefully she won't drive it anywhere yeah, in that's, Paris. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> They've they got a bit of previous on that one, haven't they? There you go, the queen machine in action, the corgi cart. What a great shout. Now to the Oscars for a final time with the Daily Mail reporting on the latest body part to get Botox. Sajila, so where are they getting the jab this time? Uh, so, um, the, the Oscar stars are having Botox. We know they all get Botox, right? Uh, but the new place to have the Botox is in their feet. So this is there's a very good reason for this, because during lockdown, another, because you hate the lockdown, let me just tell you one more bad thing that came out of the lockdown. The one more terrible, maybe we should do, maybe we should do a show. Thing. We'll do a show, which would be good for me, which is all the good things about lockdown. All the good things. So maybe I could do, give you all the good things and you can give me all the bad things. Well, there was so banana there, bread and Netflix. Yeah, we'll, no, I'll banana bread. There's no, so much more, so much more. <laughs> but the bad thing for women, uh, especially if you're in the Oscar kind of you know, movement, uh, uh, is that their feet 
Their poor little feet, and me too, I can't wear heels, so they can't wear heels, so their feet hurt, and they're not used to walking on heels, which maybe, and she could say, oh, let's face it, you know, heels were always never really for women, they were more for men, you know. Yes. And um, so, because that's why I'm always wearing my Uggs, because they've been wearing Uggs and flip-flops. So now they're having Ooh. Botox in their feet, and um, like a, a cushioning foot filler injections, which can alleviate the pain, uh, and, and it's, where they're talking to leading ladies and leading legs of the biggest night in Hollywood. They're all getting this done so that they can walk on like a cushion. Ladies, really easy solution. Um, memory foam cushions on the bottom of your feet that work a treat oh, yeah. and only five quid. Also, yeah. it'd be very, very, uh, <laughs> it's not a bad shout. the Botox? The Botox, it's oh yeah, I put like it down. 1,500 £1, to 2,500 pounds, depending on how much and what is injected. Um, but as we age, I don't know if you know this, but you, we lose fat and volume in all areas of our body on our face. That causes the hollow cheeks, which I'm getting now, and under the eyes and in our feet, apparently, whichever, uh, which also lose the padding, but also sweating as well. It would be very disconcerting, though, if you dated a Hollywood actor that was maybe senior in years. Mm. And once you finally got them, you know, in the noddy, al fresco, <laughs> and then they've got these, uh, they've got these very sort of smooth, youthful feet. It would be very confusing, wouldn't it? Well, um, sends a very mixed message. I suppose so, but like they, 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 they could if they what if they swell up because when people have had Botox in their face, they get kind of the mm, duck pout. Mm. What if you get feet? You'd look like a hobbit. Yeah, you'd or Mickey to, Mouse. Yeah, you would. You'd have big swollen feet. There you but, go. I mean, it's, it's Hollywood, isn't it? Everything in Hollywood is held together with sticky tape and uh, hairpins. I mean, me, I'm 30% glue. Well, well, so I've heard. <laughs> I've also heard you've got a foot acting age of 15, so congratulations. <laughs> um, we have reached the end of part two, but we've saved our best till last. We've got some great stories in the final section. We'll pick up the pace with 18-year-old WizKid traders freckled TikTok disasters and death pods. Find out what those are after this. Welcome back to Headliners with me, Mark Dolan, Sajila Kershi and Diane Spencer. We're going to pack through a few stories before we get to the uh, midnight news. How much would you pay for a tank? $7,500 perhaps? Well, that's how much one went for, according to the Daily Mirror. Diane, tell me more. Well, this sounds like the worst ever game show. Uh, a Russian soldier uh, surrendered um, and he handed over his tank in exchange for... Ukraine citizenship and £7,500. That's called the Platinum Surrender, uh, which is the deal you can get. This guy is basically the Dell boy of Ukraine, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's kind of... Uh, apparently, he just didn't have an interest in fighting anymore, which I can completely understand. Yeah. Um, and he thought, right, how can I... I like that, the idea that he's a Dell boy. And he went, look, mate, I'll sort you out. I'll sort you out a tank. She's like, one careful owner. <laughs> well, actually, there were six of us, but... They One won. careless owner. One careless owner. You're, <laughs> no, you're not going to flog a tank for that if you say it's careless. Heated seats, cruise control, DAB plus radio. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he signaled his surrender with a little white flag. And apparently the Ukrainians have been like texting Russian soldiers because they've worked out who's got... Um, the, the mobiles by the numbers uh, that they're using. So they're sort of spam texting them saying, by the way, if you'd like to surrender, this is how you can do it. And this guy went, wow, you know what, for a cold call, I'm going to take advantage <laughs> of this great offer. And uh, he waved a white flag and they negotiated. Um, but what is interesting is he's not going to get his cash reward until the end of the war. 
Oh, blimey. Wouldn't hold your breath, would you? No. I wouldn't spend that anytime soon. <laughs> no. No, definitely not. Don't celebrate early. 18-year-olds should be drinking and being a nuisance, according to our GB adolescent experts. But one young man is making his fortune. Sajila. Oh, this article is making me hate young people with their young flesh and their sensible, sensible ways. So the 18-year-old beating inflation with his 31,000 stocks and shares in ISA. Okay, I don't know about you guys, but I didn't really bother with my pension plan. I know I had a son. I thought he could be it, but he's gone. He's become an actor, so that's lost. What are you doing? I know, I know. But look, these meet the savvy savers. So. With their spreadsheets and their pension plans, these young investors are hoping for one million pounds in retirement. Um, you know, one kid, he's 28. Uh, he's basically got a whole thing spreadsheet and how he's plotting how they're going to, you know, what they need to save for their retirement, what, when, when they can buy a house. Um, and since the enrolment was in, uh, so auto enrolment was introduced in 2012, everyone over the age of 22 who earns more than £10,000 has been automatically enrolled into a pension scheme. Um, I, I mean, I could go into the facts and figures, but it's just, they are so sensible. Yeah. They've got, they've got their, they've got their, even including my son, he does like little hedge fundy things as well as his acting, and he's always investing money. He goes, oh, mum, I'm not going to be like you. I've actually thought of my future, right? I've actually like thought of my future because you know you're going to be working till you're 70, and I intend to retire when I'm 40, and I'm like. How did I get it so wrong? <laughs> May I give you a bit of advice? Every time you get paid for a gig, right, treat yourself like your own agent. So put 70% into a savings account. You keep 30%. Oh, I do save. I do save. All right, you'll be I fine. do save, but I just haven't got a pension. There you go. So you're quite canny financially, are you, Diane? Yeah, I treat, my, like, I treat myself like my... I've got an acting agent, but I don't have a comedy agent. So I keep only 30%. That. 70% in the bank. The drinks are on her. <laughs> a female student was sent home after a teacher said they felt awkward because of their uniform. Was the uniform inappropriate or just a bit of a pervy teacher, Diane? Yeah, now this is interesting. So this uh, happened in Canada and a student called Karis was uh, sent home because her outfit made a male... Now, he was a male student teacher, according to this, feel awkward. Mm. Now, the outfit itself... Uh, was a white polo neck, so it's it's all the way up here, and then but then on top she had a knee length, knee length black dress, and the black dress had a lace trim. Now I've seen quite a lot of girls wearing these dresses, and I have seen them. That that kind of layering is is very now, mm. like uh, because I'm looking at it thinking. What are you doing? I would never dress like that. <laughs> oh, no, wait, you're 20 years younger than me. <laughs> Namaste, carry <laughs> on. Um, but the, he made, the teacher said that it made him feel uncomfortable. But she said to her father, well, I, I don't know how to dress because normally I just wear my tracksuit and my hoodie, but this time I wanted to look nice. And now it's like, if I wear something I feel pretty in, Am I trying to rub it in their face? Now, I think this was unfair because although the dress had netting on it, so that netting is commonly used in lingerie, it's not. It was knee length. She was wearing a polo neck underneath. Like, it's, she wasn't revealing things. She wasn't, like, in some kind of thigh-high split. And I think this is deeply unfair. I, I think 
this is this is actually very very wrong because this young lady now feels very self-conscious but it's to do with the male student and what he was thinking. Mm. Yes. I agree with you, and I can see there's no difference in this than the Taliban forcing women to wear a burqa because they because their ardour might get harder. Do you know what I mean? It's like that. I don't see there's any difference in that. Yeah, I, I know. The I think, onus being on the woman. I think so. It feels uh, we're we're back to victim shaming yeah. again, aren't yeah. we? Yeah. I know. I know that this young woman is not a victim, but but she's almost having that status superimposed upon her mm. yeah. for uh, just wearing what she wants to wear. Yeah, and trying, and she wants to feel attractive. Like it was the the one time she chose not to wear jogging bottoms and a hoodie, which would have taken quite a lot of self confidence. Yeah. And then that happens to her. It's not fair. No, to you right. Um, I'm aware that the outfit I'm wearing tonight is very distracting to both of you. <laughs> stop it, Mark. Stop I, it. I just want you to know. Oh, no, you please just stop. I can't look at you. I can't. I'm very flat. <gasps> um, <clears throat> you're only human. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. <laughs> Feel free to jump in and defend me any time. <laughs> Should we talk about death? The <laughs> final frontier. <laughs> feels pretty familiar uh, at this in time. Let's talk about death, How baby. do you cross it? Sajila, this is in the sun. What's the story? OK, so um, uh, so the title reads, uh, I invented a suicide machine. I might, I might even use it myself one day. So um, we know that you go to Switzerland to get Dignitas. This man, uh, Dr. Death, otherwise known as his real name, Dr. Philip Nietzsche. Uh, Nietzsche. Uh, Nietzsche. He's been Nitsch around my house. Has he really? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Well. Um, Doctor, he's an absolutely lovely man. Uh, Dr. Philip, um, he did a show about... <gasps> In Edinburgh, yes! yes! I remember now. Yeah, and oh my God, I've met him, yes. Yeah, I he's remember. a lovely man. Yes. And my husband directed his show and he had um, a device where he was showing people in the audience they could sit in the device to show how they could kill themselves. It's like a homemade device. Um, and it was really important information, but um, they were trying to make it a light-hearted show, but it's kind of difficult because... Everybody who's coming to the show mm. wants to know how to end their lives. So it's 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 not the ideal comedy crowd. It's bittersweet, isn't it? <laughs> and also, what a tough audience, by the way. 50 people who want to kill themselves. I know. That's I a know. tough crowd, isn't it? I mean, that's worse than your average Edinburgh audience, I would say. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four people who want to get drunk. Well, if you've got more of an audience, I'd be really, really angry if you've got more of an audience than we did. We, we support the living, he's supporting the dead, and they, he gets more of an audience. Right. Now, this pod, by the way, so is it going to be like a public toilet? Have you got to wait to make sure that there isn't someone inside before you take your turn? <laughs> Would it be like the toilets on the train? You've got to wait for the door to open. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I mean, may, I mean, if it is, I hope there's a bit of potpourri or something. Uh, do, we, of... do we like the idea of just having that moment in your life when you think, I've had a great innings, I'm out? Is that what, will, 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 um, will society ever tolerate that? I think so. It I mean, if Elon Musk is, um, doesn't get his way and we all die early, then uh, maybe not. But I, I think that if I could live till about sort of six or seven hundred and after a while I thought, do you know what? I think I'm good. I'm done. Then, yeah. Maybe. I've watched the whole of Netflix. <laughs> I've been to a centre parks. <laughs> Is this the bucket list? <laughs> yeah, that's all I've got, actually. This, I've watched the full, th full series of Ozark. I've had, Have you I've been had a battered Mars bar. Yes. Uh, would you bungee jump? I wouldn't bungee jump. 
No, I have done. I've done a bungee jump. You haven't. Yeah, I haven't done rock climbing. No, it doesn't look like it. But I used to be quite active. You are a pretty yeah, lady. So, yeah, yes, I used to done all those things. Uh, I just want to say that Dignitas, who have been the number one at the suicide game, right? They apparently think that this idea won't work, and um, he said that they said, "Oh, it won't be much acceptance in, in Switzerland for this at all." And they're a little bit peeved, I think, because they believe think they might take up. But I remember this guy now. I absolutely do. Lovely. Met man. The, yeah, we met. What you could do, you could go into the into the pod or go into one of Elon Musk's experimental self-driving cars. And, and, and it plays a video where he just talks at you and you <laughs> get it. bored to bored death. To death. <laughs> God forbid. Now, teenagers are turning away from smartphones to avoid the black hole of social media. Are we going analog, Diane? We are. You see, um, some teenagers, they are just fed up of social media. So they're buying old fashioned, like I'm going to call it a brick phone, because I think that sort of evokes memories for most of us who are a little bit older. Uh, they're switching to the 90s, 90s models because they, they just don't want to interact with social media. So they're buying these phones that are sort of, you know, when they had those little green mm kind of screens with the black lettering, like the yes. most you could get was a snake game or something. So so they're literally reducing their um, social interaction. And as we've seen a lot of studies about the impact of um, Instagram and things like that on people's mental health, it seems like a really good um, idea. I just hope they don't bring back any other 90s things. Like, I don't think I could wear Oasis. those. Oh, really? Well, yeah, I mean, well, could, I was wearing Tony Blair? Those, yeah, Tony Blair, <laughs> no, those Tony Blair can stay in the 90s. Jeans, grunge, like, yeah. with the grunge eye makeup, like, heroin chic. DM, DMs, DMs, woolly tights. Uh, my son's got one of those, had got one of those brick phones, um, and actually all his friends then thought it was really cool, and they all wanted one as well. And then, uh, But I would like to go back to red telephone boxes. That's a good shout. Red telephone boxes yeah. uh, with those little cards that, you know, young ladies used to put in and young men used oh. to put in. Um, <laughs> you know, because you don't see that. those anymore. Where do they go, those cards? Yeah. Oh, because they're not they parts anymore, they're on the, the internet. internet. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? But I totally agree. I'm, I'm old school. Let's go analogue. A um, couple of stories. Let's see if we can squeeze them in because they're both corkers. DIY freckles, a TikTok sensation, which was... Apparently inspired by Meghan Markle. This in the mirror city. I know. So now the Duchess of Sussex, Meghan Markle, has been we'd accused of lots of things. And, uh, uh, you know, but this time it's for facial disfigurement. Uh, figure, dis, facial disfigurement. Oh. Um, now, Beta expects has seen a rise on the number of people looking to copy the Duchess's uh, natural freckles. Uh, warning, you know, basically they, they've been doing these self, like, Things like putting henna, henna into their faces, tattoos, and they've been uh, spreading this joy on how to do it on TikTok. It's a trend um, believed to be inspired by Markle. And um, it, it basically, do not do this because uh, now tattoo artists, they've got a license, but if you're doing it yourself, you can poison yourself and women are basically scarring their faces uh, by doing this. Um, but just shows that some people like Meghan Markle like I do. Yeah, you I know. mean, um, Dan Wooten's written a really kind of powerful... She's a babe. <laughs> She's a babe. <laughs> yeah, Dan Wooten's written a really powerful article on Freckles and Meghan Markle. Yeah, it's really worth reading. Yeah, it's really intense. You know how he gets. Oh, well, we, yeah, we, yeah, he's yeah, not yeah, a fan, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. We know Dan's written a fair bit about the Markles. The bottom line is that she is an icon and people are trying to look like her, but it's not worth risking your health to achieve no, that end, not. is it? No, She is beautiful, though. It, it, she, she's well, amazing. She's immensely yeah. beautiful, but, like, just appreciate your own beauty, people out there. Don't try to be like somebody else's.
Yeah. Too right. Very, very wise from Diane Spencer. I'm going to try and look like Diane Spencer as of next week. <laughs> Grow the hair out a little bit. Uh, boyfriends for pleasure, husbands for duty. That's according to the ancient Greek proverb. Actually, no, that's what Mrs. Dolan says. One woman is sticking by Dem rules, Diana. Well, this is uh, a very interesting article from the Daily Star. Uh, thank you for bringing it to our attention. Uh, it's uh, about a woman who... Um, only um, has sexual relations with her husband to make babies. If she wants to have sex for fun, she will have sex with her boyfriend. Now, um, I should say this is an unusual arrangement uh, for those of you watching and those of you having breakfast on watching the replay. Morning! <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> this kind of uh, polyamory is... Uh, is novel. It's, it's, it's not the norm. She started an OnlyFans account during lockdown and she, she makes a lot of claims that contradict herself in this article. Mm. I read these kind of articles with a very critical eye. She started an OnlyFans account. It didn't get much traction. And then she posted a picture of her pregnant body. And suddenly people were telling her, oh, that's sexy. Now, let's not kink shame. Everybody's into different things, and some men are apparently into uh, the curvy, rotund lady, and they want to know about her cramps. Ooh, and how much her back hurts. That really gets them going. This is and the hemorrhoids. And yes, yes, uh, yes. So they're, they're really interested in all aspects. Yeah, please don't judge me. I know I'm sitting awkwardly tonight. <laughs> <laughs> can I, I can I just say it's, for lunch. it's like but she's did you, did you could I just get this right so she has a husband who she's got pregnant by and then she is having sexy sexy time during pregnancy time with the boyfriend she's boyfriend complicated oh my son does not like me having boyfriends and he's an adult this is a baby in the incubator who's meeting uncle Joe, uh, well, I, in an I mean, unexpected moment. Of uh, well, he's being hit in the head. Hit by him by the head, Joe. exactly. I mean, like the, the the worst part is 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 that she she says, "Oh, my husband's asexual." Is he or a? Yeah. Well, the good news is we we do have uh, diagrams, but uh, <laughs> because it's a family show. I think we better, uh, better skip it. Diane Spencer, Sajila Kershi, genius as always. Thank Amazing you. stuff. They will return very shortly, of course. Thanks for your company. It's been a really busy show. Lots of great stories. Thanks for listening to Headliners, the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode again. And if you enjoyed it, leave me a nice comment. Speak to you at the same time tomorrow for the paper review that's never boring.